Welcome to the Wickedly Smart Women podcast featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established Wickedly Smart Women. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate the Wickedly Smart Women who are committed, care deeply, and have the courage to take action and create change all around the world. Now here's your host, Emerald Green Forest. Welcome to another episode of the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, where we celebrate Wickedly Smart Women and provide our listeners with a wealth of wisdom, along with immediately actionable steps to be smarter, spunkier, and more successful in their impact and their leadership. This is your host, Emerald Greenforest, and today we welcome our special guest, Maida Pak. Maida is from Wall Street, has moved from Wall Street to being an international life and career coach for executives in finance, law firms, and fast-paced industries. She is a coach and certified hypnosis practitioner based in New York City and specializes in life coaching and career coaching using multiple modalities, including hypnosis, in her practice. Maida helps her crazy busy executive clients find their own version of balance and meaning in their hectic lives. And I am delighted to welcome you to the show, Maida. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. I am really very honored and beyond delighted to be here and to have a nice heart-centered connection with you and with your audience. Yeah, well, you know, it's coincidental, but maybe not that Maida is here with me right now in the first big week of the global shutdown on uh, the coronavirus, where many people are in many uh, urban locations are being asked to stay at home from work and shelter in place. Um, There's a lot of nervousness and stress around employment and the financial sector and all sorts of things are happening right now. And we are intending with this episode to be of service to not just the now, but we are also intending to be of service to the long term. And so that all being said, Maida, it feels really resonant right now to talk to you specifically about people's relationship with money and what your relationship is with money since you have been an international life and career coach that moved from Wall Street to serving executives in finance and law firms and fast-paced industries where a lot of money is churning all day, all night. So I'd love to have us dive in right there because it's the hotspot right now. And I think it's also the hotspot all the time for women, for leaders, for entrepreneurs, for people in general. It's like the one touch point that is like the air that we breathe, everybody is touching the money system in some way. Um, So I'd love to have you speak a little bit about maybe first your relationship with money, and then secondly, what you see in your world right now and in the past and in the future relative to helping people to transform perhaps their relationship with money so that they can stay centered and calm and present and aware. 
What a synchronistic question. <laughs> this has been coming up way before this event happened. I have been doing, I have been coaching people on that particular subject over the last two months. Exactly. Why? Because I think money um, means different things to different people. But the most basic part of money, it's about survival. This is the most, I'm going to say animal <laughs> part of us because survival is safety. And we live in countries where not only it is a matter of survival, but it's also a matter of status. It's a matter of power. It's freedom. It's self-worth. So many things are linked to money. So I'm going just to start just giving you an idea. For me, money is not so much any of all the latter, but is really a, a safety issue. And this comes from my family. I come from a family where part of my family, my, mother, my mother's family were blue-blooded Middle Eastern aristocrats in a way. They've been around for a long, long time. There are engineers, there are uh, entrepreneurs, they made money. And my dad comes from a family of Armenian um, survivors. And they, the contrast was always present in my life um, between the meeting basic needs from my father's family and not really caring about money, which is a bit of a privileged way to be. But what I mean by that is that my mother's family has transcended this basic attachment to money and used it to they were involved in a lot of charity they were they were doing uh, medical consultations they were using this because for my mother's family having money is a privilege and this privilege comes with a burden and the burden is that you cannot be hurting it it cannot be yours it's for you the occasion to use this resource to um, expand and to help others. So with this, of course, when life happened and my parents had to leave Syria completely, not unexpectedly, but it was very sudden at least, we left to France and my parents lost everything or left everything in Syria, which, which is more or less the same thing. So I do have this in me that money represents safety, safety and survival. You don't have money, it's very difficult to do anything. And obviously, the current crisis of what's happening in Syria and all these people, you know, trying to leave the war and the famine and the struggles, you don't have money, it's, you end up in a camp. It's very, very difficult to, to live there. So that's for me. And this is something that I have been carrying for a long time, up until really recently. It comes up every once in a while, you know, like when events from that in me. But the interesting part is that I discovered that I am by far not the only one. And I have clients and I have people who earn a lot of money. But for them, it's not a lot of money. For them, they are constantly in that fear of not enough. And one of the big, big things that we work on, and it takes time, is define what is your enough. And once you go into that time where you say, okay, enough is an amount. And it's different from, from one to another. Some people have families. Some people want to pay for colleges and, and what have you. It's all different. But once you have your enough, then 
the next step is what do I do with the rest of the money? How do I use it wisely? Because money is a sacred resource. It's like our energy. It's like our time. And the interesting part is that the same way we treat money, the same way we treat our relationships with time, with our own energies, the same way we treat our foods, the same way we treat our weight. And once you start unlocking one of those, then a major shift happens. It's not going to happen overnight because again, it's a survival thing. It's the biggest, most difficult thing we have to solve when we come here on earth. But yet we come here on earth because we want to have a body experience. We want, <laughs> we want to have a human experience. And this is where, again, I think to go back to, to what's happening right now, for me, this is the biggest opportunity right now to solve and heal our money issues. And I understand we are in a state of mini PTSD because we have the impression that the world is collapsing around us. And one of the biggest gifts we can give each other right now and ourselves is to say, I am resourceful. I survived for a long time. This is one glitch, <laughs> but is it really a glitch? Let's take it as an opportunity. Let's take it as an opportunity to, do I, do I need to hoard money right now? That's to be seen. Maybe it's more prudent to hold certain expenses right now. It's again, it's about learning how to use our resources. And as humans, we have been really, really not good <laughs> at doing this uh, throughout our lives, but this is the right time to start doing this. Mm, beautiful. So there was a lot in that to unpack, and I really want to point us back specifically because you are working with executives, you are working with people who are in finance and law firms and fast-paced industries where massive amounts of money are coagulated, right? Massive amounts of money are under their power and authority and control. And what's fascinating is that you find that in many of those cases, they themselves are still running a scarcity program. So do you have any vision yourself, Maida? I actually have some visions around this myself, but I would love to hear if you have any vision yourself or maybe some immediately actionable steps that our listeners can take if they are actually functionally surviving and truthfully, if you look at it from an objective point of view, they're probably thriving relative to some other people, to kind of unclog the flow of money itself. Because for me, the, what I have been seeing for at least the last decade is that there is this coagulation in big companies and in wealthy families and in you know, organizations and governments where the money is coagulated, the large amounts of money are coagulated, and then the vast majority of people on the planet are, are getting scarce little raindrops flowing through their lives. So is there something that you offer to people or that you have in your vision so that we can unclog that coagulation and start to circulate our love 
and circulate the money in a way that um, we're not going to have a, a global stroke, right? <laughs> it's like yeah. there's this, this the, the heart yeah. of money needs to be unclogged. So, so right now is the right time for that, right? Because although it's easier to survive this crisis when you have money and you, you have healthcare and what have you, it's also the occasion for a lot of these people to take a step back and to start questioning their own actions. Now, do I think this is going to happen on a global level and what have you? No, because humans are unreasonable sometimes. <laughs> humans need several questions and several drama and several struggles before getting there. But the good news is that from what I see on my side is that this is happening on an individual level. So instead of the people that I see, at least instead of functioning from a from a pure survival point of view, they take steps to ensure their survival. This is really important. There is no bypassing that. Absolutely not. There is no denial here <laughs> either. We are, we are in a body. If your body is aching, take care of the body first. But at some point, you feel that you're doing good enough. And this is where you go back into action, as you said. And for these people, I have people who, who I mean, people who earn millions mm. and who are scared. I cannot even, I, I mean, I go into judgment, obviously, and I want to say, really? <laughs> I don't say it. I think it. But there is a part of me that is very compassionate as well. And this is where I'm going also to, to tell you, this is for me the biggest lesson right now is compassion. Compassion to those people who have all the gold on earth. They are the one percenters even less than that, probably, 0.1% of Earth, and look how unhappy they are. Send them your love, send them your compassion, and send them part of your wisdom as well, because this is what they need right now. What we can do here on an individual level is not go into the blaming, not go into the shaming, not go into, you know, life is unfair, blah, blah, blah. Remember one thing, we are all here to learn a lesson on an individual side. Some people were given the material survival resources so that they can do something about it. Maybe give it, give it back, maybe do something with it. Others might not have these survival kind of assurances. We all have very different resources. And the idea is to get out of this kind of emotional attachment to money because there is no other word to see it as a resource and to start working together you mentioned earlier that there is some sort of coagulation of money at the top but i'm going also to tell you that there have been a lot of changes as well over the last 10 years people who are highly creative tech people and what have you they became millionaires almost not overnight because it takes time, it, it takes ideas and it takes resilience to do that. But they, but they made it. And this is something that 10 or 20 years ago was completely impossible. If you look at the likes of Elon Musk or the Facebook people, the Google, all of these guys 10 years ago were 
not that wealthy. And today they are among the billionaires. And this means that there is an opening that is happening. There is an opening that at some point will trickle down to all of us. Okay. I don't know when. <laughs> well, we're going to take a quick break right now, Maida, on that note. You know, I, I might disagree with you on the trickle-down idea, but let's see. Uh, right now, we're going to take a short break, and I do want to ask you, Wickedly Smart Women, we need some help. If you are enjoying the show and want us to stay on the air, please consider making a donation at www.wickedlysmartwomen.com. We'd also like to ask you to share with your lovely lady friends who you think might benefit from our content. I do want to say a big thank you to all of our listeners who are downloading, rating, and reviewing. We're welcoming thousands of downloads from all over the world. We are now downloading in 31 countries. So we want to shout out this week. I'm going to shout out to our listeners in New York City because that's where you are, Maida. And we'll yeah. be right back with Maida Pop. The Wickedly Smart Women podcast is brought to you by the Creative Age Consulting Group. Women, are you ready for a big revenue breakthrough so you can stop working like a man and being paid like a woman? Are you ready to take the leap and go deep to claim your value and convert your wisdom to wealth? Is now the time to fulfill your mission and change the world? Creative Age Consulting Group is hired by women just like you who want to break through to their brilliance and be heard by millions while building a sustainable business model that makes bank. Please visit apply.wealthylifemethod.com to apply for an invitation-only consultation. If you have been inspired to receive support in welcoming wealth by making your most heartfelt contribution to the world, be sure to apply for a consultation today. Once again, that is apply.wealthylifemethod.com or click in the link in the show notes to access the application. And we are back with Maida Pock. Before we went to the break, we were talking about money and money coagulation and also openings. But before we dive back into the conversation, I want to invite our listeners, if you are someone who resonates with Maida and her brilliance and her point of view and are an executive in finance law or a fast-paced industry, please feel free to reach out and connect with her directly through LinkedIn at Maida Pock on LinkedIn. And I will make sure that we have her um, uh, LinkedIn connection in the show notes as well. So you can go right there to LinkedIn and make the direct connection with Maida. So before we went to the break, we were talking about this uh, idea of money being coagulated in a few hands and the many hands having very little money distributed or circulating through them. And one of the things that you mentioned was there have been over the last 10 years or so, 15 years or so, a lot of openings where through creativity and through innovation, people have come out of nowhere to create billions. Now, it's interesting because the ones that you mentioned, we're on Wickedly Smart Women here, the ones that you mentioned were all men. So I'd love to have, I, I want to kind of go at this from another angle. 
I'd love to have you speak to the wickedly smart women in our audience about what you see is open for them in terms of their creativity, in terms of their capacity to innovate, and in terms of their ability to access funding for their ideas. So what are your points of view around that, Maida? It's a, it's a very good point, but I'm going to give you also some examples of women who made very well. Might not be the examples you want to hear, but let's talk about the Kardashians. They use what they know best themselves, and they made a lot of money. We might like them, hate them, not resonate with them, but I'm going to invite your audience, all these super smart women, just to observe, come from a place of curiosity again. Nothing, no judgment, just take a look. What did they do? Did they care about your opinion or mine? Nope. Did they care about the critics, the haters? No. They stuck to their vision. And maybe for us, it felt like the most idiotic vision on earth. It felt like selling thin air out of thin air, but they made it. And look how creative they were. Kim Kardashian saw the emergence of all these emojis and what have you. She created her own. Then they created a line of cosmetics. They are very creative. And the same thing with the lady who created Spanx. I don't know her name, but same thing. If it's all about looking for examples that show you that we as women, we can create. Now, one of the best ways to see this is see how women are creating to respond to a need of other women. These needs have been ignored for a long time or have been fulfilled by big companies and what have you. And today, with the emergence of new technologies, with the emergence of globalization, we have this possibility to create for others. And I'm going also to talk about something else because this is something that I see from my business as well. There are a lot of coaches for coaches, for example. There are a lot of business coaches. I resonate most with women business coaches because when they tell me, you know, it would be a good idea to do this or this, they are catering for my own needs. They are not, they don't have this universal blueprint that I should be posting 20 times on whatever. And I think this is where we have a lot of things that are really good for us. Online, working online is something that a lot of women have access to. And today, obviously, more than ever. Creativity, I, I would have a thousand ideas to come up with. I think what, what women are really lacking, if I, can, if I can talk about that, because I think it's important, is lacking the vision. I think they need really, really to trust themselves to educate themselves, go and take any kind of online business courses. There are a ton of them. Some of them are for free. You don't need to spend a lot of money. But educate yourself to the basic business principles. Educate yourself of, on everything that is finance. Finance is not complicated. It's the most simple thing ever. But you need to understand that, yes, you need to invest your money in the long term Maybe right now you feel very scared about the financial market, but go and speak with your bankers. They have, certain banks have programs for women as well, or they have financial advisors who are women and understand women as well. But right now, I'm not asking women to think like men. 
it's unrealistic and it will not happen and maybe not desirable. But I'm asking to model from them what worked for them. And what works for them is they take responsibility for the money. They don't give the money to someone and just go and play with it. No, no. They, they, they know what they're doing. They take responsibility for their careers as well. Like the Kardashian, don't think for two seconds that your idea is stupid because somebody told you it is. You don't know. Don't assume. For agreements, don't, don't assume. Just stay with your vision. Keep motivated. Have friends. Have a support group and just get on with it. Sometimes it will not work, but the lesson will be something that you will take with you forever. There is absolutely nothing in our DNA or nothing that I have seen that says that a woman cannot do it the way a man can. What they had is that a time where it was easier to go in front of, let's say, a private equity groups or, or venture capitalists as a man and to say, you know, I'm a man, blah, blah, it works. Today's things are changing. There, it's a bit forceful. It's a forceful change. Sometimes, like right now, you need a forceful change to get moving. But a lot of these companies now have women executives there. And they will have the sensitivity to listen to what you are going to bring. But you need to be ready. You need to be prepared. You need to have... A business plan you need to understand what you're doing one of the big issues about people who are highly creative is when they lack the business side but these people they they love the idea of something super creative but if they give you money they need their money back three times that's why they they are betting on you it's a risk so you need to come with something that speaks their language as well Great. so take this time to go and educate yourself. There is hundreds of resources online and you don't need a special brain to hear that or anything. It's, it's very easy, very simple, but it will make you feel better about yourself and it will make the communication better with these people because they don't know what's in your head, but you can guess what's in there and you can feed them what they want to hear as well. As long as, again, it's an integrity and it's centered and it's true to what you are bringing to the world as well. Beautiful. I love it. Well, we've got only a couple minutes left, Maida. So in the last minute or so, do you have a message specifically for the people that you generally serve, the executives who are in finance and law firms and fast-paced industries as we right now are navigating a significant global pandemic? You know, is there a specific message that you just want to send directly to their hearts? And whether there are listeners or whether our listeners can connect with people that they know in that, that industry and pass this episode along, I'd like to give you the opportunity to, to just drop in about a minute of guidance and support for, for your perfect people. Thank you. And I will say by stay focused, stay true to yourself. Find ways to calm down this crazy kind of survival triggering anything that is in you, but stay focused. Adapt, see the opportunities, and be of service. And being of service doesn't mean anything extraordinary. It just means sometimes listening to someone who might not have the same advantages that you have. It means sometimes giving a donation. It means sometimes helping someone, giving advice, whatever you do that makes you feel right for you, 
and that makes it good for you as well and for others, please do. But most importantly, stay focused on what's important for you right now. Try to isolate from the noise. Don't, don't put yourself in situations where you are confirming all this bias of everything is crazy, what have you. That never served anyone, and especially now, it's not going to help. But go back to center. Go back to being grounded. Take action and be true. And again, be there to do what is for your highest good and the highest good of others as well. We are all in together. This is the time where the internet is not about hating each other or, or insulting each other. It's about sharing information and dialoguing. And nobody is better placed than people who had this immense privilege of having high education, of being in places where they have more or less a bit of control and on their actions, and the actions have repercussions. So let's make sure that our actions as well are also from a place of goodness, of benevolence, and less and less of selfishness and all these things that 10 years ago did not help anyone and will not help anyone right now. Exactly. All right, Maida, thank you so much for being with me. I really appreciate it. Listeners, make sure you connect with Maida on LinkedIn if anything that she said resonated with you or if you're looking for her support. We do love feedback, so please let us know what you thought of today's show by calling into our listener line. We'll have that in the show notes or send in questions or guest suggestions to listeners at weeklysmartwomen.com. We might even give you a shout out on the show. I also want to let everyone know that my new book, Be Heard by Millions and Live Your Destiny, is now live on Kindle. And I could use the help of ratings and reviews and purchases so that those of you who are called to have a virtual speaking business or to serve your message out to the masses on a global level, uh, that book is very specifically designed for you. So you can go to uh, Amazon and pick it up at Be Heard by Millions and Live Your Destiny. And please be sure to give me a rating and review there as well. I want to thank you for tuning in. Keep your ears open. And remember, you are a wonderful woman. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to review and rate Wickedly Smart Women on Apple Podcasts and share with other women who can benefit from today's episode. Wickedly Smart Women is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leader who carries profound wisdom and knows that now is the time to welcome wealth. We welcome your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of each episode at wickedlysmartwomen.com.